0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Progressive, and it's Name Your Price Tool. Say how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show coverage options within your budget. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia, Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
2: Thanks, Jonathan. Hey, I meant to mention this to you. We haven't talked about this. Um, I am fully vaccinated. Me too. Fully
1: vaccinated. Two shots plus two weeks, baby.
2: <laughs> me too. Double vaccinated. two weeks out. That's time like time the... to go to a
1: hug and kissin' party.
2: You can't get more vaccinated. Someone asked me how vaccinated I am. I said I'm the most vaccinated I, can't, I can I get. No, I right know
1: there is no more vaccinated state than where the state that I am in right now. Where uh where did you get your uh where did you get your vaccination?
2: Uh I went to the Javits Center in New York, which is of course a huge convention center yeah. that I've only been to in the past for a Comic Con.
1: That's that's exactly my feeling and experience of Javits Center too. <laughs> If you're only experienced there as Comic Con, you're used to people dressed up like the Incredible Hulk and yeah. Mario and and uh, anime characters that you've never heard of, and it's a it's a bizarre scene.
2: So, right the only uh, the only way that people are dressed up now is as um, medical professionals mm-hmm. and members of uh, the military in some sort. Those, right, it's, those are the very specific the cosplay. Two... <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly
1: there was i witnessed one conversation there was a uh, a gentleman with gray hair gray ponytail um, yeah. the sort of aging aging hippie type who was uh, w- uh being directed by uh one of the somebody in camo fatigues um and he and he was directing him to station number nine to get his vaccination and uh the uh, ponytail gentleman was saying number nine number nine quoting of course the old Beatles song from the White Album, which is this crazy cacophonous <laughs> <laughs> pieces of tape spliced together. And the the younger guy was like, I don't know I don't know what that is. <laughs> and the ponytailed guy was saying, It's a it's an old Beatles song. It's a really good it's like a psychedelic song. And I, I caught his eye and I gave him a I gave him a special old dad salute because I, I didn't want him to feel alone. But he was he was there. He was he was bubbly and excited. And he was just Yeah making little dumb dad jokes. It's a very Very pleasant, very pleasant place to be.
2: Number nine, number nine. We have five awesome guests on today's show. From Will & Grace, Jack McFarland himself. Sean Hayes will join us for some trivia. He's also a game show producer. He created Hollywood Game Night, so we are not going to go easy on him. And we have the stars of the new Mike Schur sitcom, Rutherford Falls, Ed Helms, and Janice Meeting. They both write on the show, so we have an appropriate game of this, that, or the other for them called The Pen is Mightier Than the Swordfish. Plus, from the band Real Estate, the delightful Alex Bleeker and Martin Courtney will take on a game parodying songs from the 1990s. So let's do it. Our first two guests are friends who also play friends on the Peacock series Rutherford Falls. Ed Helms and Janice Schmieding star as the main characters Nathan and Regan. Nathan's ancestors founded Rutherford Falls and Regan runs a Native American cultural center. Ed, Jana, welcome to Ask Me Another. Hello, hello. Hi, thanks for having me. So, by the way, so you you know, you play best friends on Rutherford Falls, old friends and best friends. Did you have the opportunity to do anything to you know hang out and start creating that kind of vibe?
3: Yeah, I, th- I think the what was cool is that we hadn't cast the show before we started writing, so the. We were just pals in the writers' room, having a great time, tons of laughs, just a great camaraderie. And then, you know, how many months was that, Jana? That, that we were able to actually meet and write together?
4: Yeah, it was uh, January through May. The writing process.
3: Yeah, which was so great. And it, and it, I think it's cool that that you became Regan much later in that process which allowed our friendship to kind of uh, blossom in a very organic way. There was no sort of like, oh, we better get along because we're going to be castmates or <laughs> anything like that. Um, Absolutely. Later later on, we cast a wide net and auditioned a lot of people for the part of Regan Wells, and Janet just swooped in and nailed it. And it was like, oh. hey, this, this person, this amazing writer from our team is also going to be a co-star.
2: And Jana, I noticed your earrings. You also wear beautiful beaded earrings on the show, and you do beadwork yourself. Uh, can you tell me more about those pieces?
4: Um, the ones in the show are um, some of them are mine. I, I but I worked uh, together with the costume department to make sure that a different native uh, bead artist. Was featured in each episode, so it's a combination of my own beadwork and um, beadwork from other Native uh, designers uh, across the across Turtle Island. Oh wow! You know, beyond that, there are uh, there's um, you know some Native uh, fashion designers who are featured on the show as well. Um, uh, There's Native folks just have a lot of touch uh, across the community on our show. It's really exciting.
2: It is a joyful show. So thanks for putting new content into this world because you know that we need it. <laughs> yeah, well, also
3: Peacock needs it. That's where it's streaming. And, more to uh, the point. I, think, yes. I think we're one of the first uh, comedy, original comedy series on Peacock, which is uh, a distinction we're very, very proud of. And um, hopefully uh, we're, we'll get a lot more eyeballs on that service.
2: All right. Do you guys want to play a couple games? I love games. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Okay, great. So we've got a couple for you. In this first one, you're going to take turns answering questions. That's how we do it. Uh, This first game is an audio quiz called Opening Acts. we We're going to play you a clip of a famous musician, but it's their earlier gig, right before they catapulted to superstardom. All right. I love it. Janet, this first one is for you. Oh, no. In 1993, this future pop star and singing judge on The Voice joined the cast of the all-new Mickey Mouse Club. Hi!
4: I know this one. Thank God. Um, This is uh, none other than Christina Aguilera.
2: Absolutely. That is correct. How old is she in that recording? She was cast at 12. So, yeah, she was 14 in that one. What? (laughs) She
4: has the voice of a woman.
2: Yeah, she does. Right? She really does. Yeah. I
3: know. Yeah, that's incredible.
4: She does that little, like, uh, very mature, like, like, like a really yeah. scar- scrape, <laughs> a soulful yeah. scrape. It's a classic Christina. I uh, So
2: in 1993, too, the cast that she came from also included Britney Spears and Ryan Gosling.
3: Yeah, I had a real hard time reconciling the movie Drive with his being on the Mickey Mouse glove.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, when he stomps on that guy's face and... It, I just it's a different vibe it's kind of like pop, pop culture like went through a wormhole in that moment right yeah
1: yeah <laughs> all right Ed here's another one for you this singer and rapper showed us what she could do in the movie sister Act 2 back in the habit
4: because <laughs> my behind me
3: None other
1: than Lauren Hill. That is correct, Lauren Hill. Yeah.
2: By the way, whoever named the sequel "Sister Act 2: Back in the Habit" should name all sequels.
3: It's a good. It's a good. It's a good one. (laughs) I feel like Curly's Gold might be the best (laughs) sequel
2: name. (laughs) Curly's Gold. All right, Uh, Janet. Before she became the queen of pop, this icon was part of the band's Breakfast Club and Emmy and the Emmys.
6: Oh, you scientist, boy. You make some little rich girl toy. My mistake you didn't think that should be. I love never victim
5: of a high society.
4: That song is so strange. What <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Right? Right? <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's like bubblegum emo.
4: <laughs> so I'm going to say uh, Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. What if I said to you that? What did she say in that
2: song? That was uh, high society. That's a good hit because she also was known as a material girl. Oh, it's Madonna. Yeah. Oh. Madonna of Pop. used yes, to go of by Emmy. That was her nickname before Madonna.
4: Emmy. Mm. What a sweet girl.
1: alright Ed this is the last one it's for you this musician was the lead singer and organist in the psychedelic rock band Attila
5: about two years ago
3: Okay, that song is awesome.
5: That is some
3: that's just some like grinding 70s organ funk, and I love it. Pretty groovy. And it's clearly a different side of Billy Joel. That is
1: correct. Yeah. yeah.
3: Billy Joel was, I think, my first like uh arena concert. The Bridge Tour was <laughs> one of my first.
1: Me as well. That was one of my first concerts. arena shows. I have a yeah. picture of myself uh, wearing a, a bridge. The bridge T-shirt from the from that tour and holding up my driver's license when I was sixteen years old.
3: Jonathan, our our lives are overlapping in ways that are is making me
4: uncomfortable. <laughs> agree,
3: agree.
4: I used to do uh, improv on like Saturday nights at a theater called the Magnet Theater in New York City, and it was two blocks away from MSG. Certain Saturday nights, because Billy Joel had. A residency at Madison Square Garden, you would hear his helicopter (laughs) land, (laughs) like flying. No uh, way! MSG, because he took a helicopter, like from wherever he lived on, like Long Island, to the show every time. Straight from his
1: house to the show. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Oh,
3: that's genius. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's so rock star. I love that. To fly yeah. in from the Hamptons and just drop down right in MSG. Yeah. Rock everybody. Probably like ten minutes before off. he was going that's on,
1: thing, too. Right? You know exactly. probably like they would land and then run out on stage. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so awesome.
2: Uh you guys did great with that game. That's all I want to say. You both did fantastic with that game. Well done. Well done. More with Ed and Janet after the break, and we'll play games with Alex Bleeker and Martin Courtney from the band Real Estate. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
7: Number nine, number nine. On Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, we have very important people on our show and then ask them about very unimportant things. Here's U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. Uh, We are also reliably informed that among your enthusiasms, in addition to macroeconomic policy, is mobile games. There is some truth in that. There's some truth in that. Join us for the NPR podcast that considers all the other
0: things. That's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Support for NPR and the following message come from Carvana on a mission to make car buying more convenient and affordable than ever before. In minutes, you can browse thousands of options under $20,000. Visit Carvana.com or download the app today to get started.
1: This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
2: Thanks, Jonathan. We're playing games with the stars of Peacock's comedy series, Rutherford Falls, Ed Helms, and Janice Meeting. Are you ready for another one? Yeah, let's do it. Mm,
5: okay. <laughs> All right, cool.
2: Hey, you're going to play one of our favorite games. It's called This, That, or The Other. It's very simple. We're going to give you the name of something, and you just have to tell us which of three categories it belongs to Jonathan Coulton, what are today's categories?
1: Well, Afira, today's theme is the pen is mightier than the swordfish, and so every answer is either a company that makes fountain pens, a part of a sword, or a kind of fish.
2: Okay, so that is all there's to it. Ed, this is for you, Arowana.
3: It's a grocery store in Los Angeles. (laughs) I have never heard of this word, this in a non-grocery store context. So I'm going to say (laughs) Uh, it sounds uh, it sounds kind of fishy to me.
2: It is fishy. All right. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. It is uh, also called the dragonfish for its majestic scales and whiskers.
3: Well, I wish you'd said dragonfish, because then I, it would have been a lot
1: easier. <laughs> yeah, they would
3: have made it clear.
2: Right. Yeah. Is a dragonfish a sword or a pen? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Janie. here's one for you. Quillen. Okay. Quillen. Pen company, sword part, or fish?
4: I'm going to say, uh, this seems like it might be a pen company, but I'm going to go with sword part. You are correct.
1: Yes. Yeah, it is a... Uh, Technical, it is the technical name for the arm of a sword's crossguard. I don't even know what a crossguard is. Yeah,
4: what, what is that? I don't know. Crossguard the- is a fish. <laughs>
1: crossguard, yeah, crossguard is a fish. <laughs> I think, the, the so the sword has a... Uh, uh, Hilt. That, oh. Yeah, the thing that protects, you know, if you cross swords and it goes all the way down, you don't want it to slide slide all the way down and cut your hand off. So you right. have a guard there to keep the sword from going. I think that's the crossguard.
2: Right, before this, I... I I swords were like sharp part not sharp part that's what I knew about that. <laughs> that's right pokey part holdy part by the way i accidentally bought my 5 year old son a sword a plastic sword but <laughs> it is his favorite toy of How, all time when you say
1: accidentally what do you mean exactly
2: so my son wants a ninja costume and so i bought one online as i do uh, and but I thought I'll just give it to him, you know, some, some point in the future, you know, sometimes you just gather things so you can th- bring them out in a moment to be mm-hmm. like, and a costume. And I didn't realize it came with a sword. I didn't really read it very well. And so just the sword shipped. And so I got this box, but I thought it was a planter for some plants that I had also ordered. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my planter came. And I opened it up and there was a plastic sword. And it was like, the, it was the, like bait, like I've seen no other. He literally just went, sword, grabbed it, and like ran, and that was it. Right, that was it, never to be seen again. The sword. Well, mm.
5: he
3: probably was really disappointed it wasn't a planter. <laughs>
2: yeah, he was, yeah, he was really looking forward to some more flowers.
3: <laughs> some some ninjas uh, are assassins. Others uh, enjoy herb gardens.
2: Horticulturists. <laughs> that's, <laughs> her that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ed, stipula. Stipula. Stipula.
3: Man, this this could really go in any of the three categories quite well. (laughs) I I mean, I'm going to go with sword part.
2: It does seem like it could be a sword part. But indeed, it is a fountain pen company. According to Britannica, the first practical fountain pen was made in 1884- before then, writers had to dip their pens into an inkwell over and over again. So, But fountain pens, of course, have a reservoir of ink.
5: Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> that is some nerdy stuff right I know, there. I know, I know, I <laughs> know.
1: <laughs> Jana. Sailor. Sailor? Spelled in the traditional manner. Sailor. Pen, sword, pen company, sword, part, or fish?
4: Again, it could be all three. I uh-huh. feel like there probably is a sailor fish, but I'm going to go with pen company just to be unique. You are
1: absolutely correct. It is a fountain pen company.
4: God, I'm good. I'm good at this game. You
1: really, you really are weirdly good at this game. Yeah, it's and also according to Britannica, pens can be traced back to calligraphy brushes used in China thousands of years ago. Metal <laughs> pens are a relatively recent invention, uh, although a pen made of bronze was found in the ruins of Pompeii
2: oh wow boy I know that's a dark like oh oh
1: oh yeah somebody's probably writing a letter
2: (laughs) (laughs) well once again you both did fantastic I think we know how that went and I think it went extremely well Ed Helms (laughs) and (laughs) Ed Helms and Janice Schmiding, star in the comedy series Rutherford Falls all 10 episodes are streaming now on Peacock thank you so much for joining us thanks for having us
4: Yes, thank you. That was fun
2: The music you're hearing is from the band Real Estate, and we're not playing it for no reason. We're playing it because our next 2 contestants are from the band Real Estate. Their new EP is called Half a Human. Martin Courtney, Alex Bleeker, welcome to Ask Me Another.
6: Hello. Hi.
2: Hello. Happy to be here. And you two know each other how, how far back are we talking? I know you went to high school together in uh, Ridgewood, New Jersey. Is that right?
6: Yeah. My first memory of Martin, earliest memory, although I'm sure we shared space together before this, was um, Little League baseball tryouts in the third grade, I think. Uh, oh, wow. You know, there, he was from a different neighboring rivalry elementary school. So things got oh, a little boy. got a little heated between us on the, uh, <laughs> uh, the line as we were ready to go and, and show our 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 obviously formidable baseball skills, which is why we both became musicians, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: And Martin, the the name of the band, Real Estate, that is somewhat inspired from your life. Is that right?
7: Right. After going to college and moving back to my parents' house in New Jersey, um, I had still no clue what I wanted to do uh, with my life. Um, And uh, (laughs) my parents uh, are in real estate, and so I just decided to go... To real estate school to get my license because I thought maybe that would be something I could do for a while, um, but yeah. And then it, we were kind of at the same time in the process of starting this band, um, reconnecting as friends, and uh, yeah. And we we didn't have a band name, and uh, I forget who came up with the idea originally, but I think my my mom encouraged it because she was like, "Yeah, you guys could all be in this band." By night and by day, you guys should all get your real estate licenses and come work for me, and you can call your band real estate. Um,
6: yeah, do you, I was going to
7: say, do you think your mom
6: and dad would still hire us? Because, you, know. you know. right? Like right?
2: <laughs> all right, we have a couple games for you guys. So, Martin, before the show, uh, you told us that your areas of knowledge include regional fast food chains, malls, JFK Terminal 4. <laughs> Wait a that's, second, what, what is Terminal 4? Which, that's
7: which, the, like the Delta, the, the Delta Terminal, uh, which we all, yeah. we, all of us in the band are pretty well uh, acquainted with, at least as it existed like two years ago or something.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, so inspired by consumerism, you're going to play a game called A Brand by any other name. So, in this quiz, you're just going to correctly identify brands that have different regional names around the United States. We're going to give you one name that the brand goes by, and you're going to give us the other. Okay. Okay, pretty easy stuff. Martin, this first one is for you. The biggest difference between these fast food sister brands is... Attitude. Carl's Jr. is infamous for its hot and steamy ad campaigns, while its Eastern counterpart focuses more on its hot and steamy Angus Thick burgers. But in both places, you'll find a happy star mascot.
7: It's Hardee's.
2: Yeah. Okay, it good. It <laughs> is correct. Yes.
1: All right, Alex. Girl Scout cookies are made by two different bakeries. If your local troop contracts with ABC Bakers, you'll be eating a whole box of Caramel Delights in one mm. sitting. But if they sell the little brownie versions, you'll be eating a whole box of this similar cookie. Ooh, is it Samoas? It is Samoas, yes. the best Girl <laughs> Scout cookie. My favorite Agreed. Girl Scout yeah. cookie by far. Mm-hmm.
6: And also, I will say, uh, uh, my wife is Canadian. and <gasps> Me too. So do you have, like, a whole other set oh, of Girl yes. Scout cookies out there? Or yes. Or, girl- like,
1: bizarro world of Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> girl
6: Guide cookies. Am I right? Thank you. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. And she is, like... What the heck are these things here in the states? <laughs> she's like, this is a poor facsimile of what a Girl Guide cookie is. It's very Agreed. Dis- oh, wow. <laughs> Agreed.
2: <laughs> Agreed. You know what? And thank you, Alex. i brought this up before in the show, and just everyone goes, "No, no, you're wrong." Yeah. But see, right. now I have, I have some. Validity. You've got some proof.
6: I mean, I also s- tell her that she's wrong. Um, but, you know. <laughs> know. This is how it goes. This is how it
2: goes. All right, Martin. Dwayne Reed is a New York City drugstore chain named for the two streets bounding its original Manhattan location. In 2010, it was acquired by America's second largest drugstore chain. Since then, most Dwayne Reed stores have adopted the same red and white color scheme and product line as their new corporate overlords. Uh, Rite Aid? The other one. Keep going. CBS? One more. <laughs> oh, my God. Walgreens? There you go. That's correct. <laughs> I went into a Walgreens Dwayne Reed, to buy something, and I felt, I was like, this is good that I'm shopping locally. And all I meant by that was I wasn't ordering it from Amazon. Like, it's weird that Walgreens (laughs) felt like I was shopping. All
1: right, here's the last clue, Alex. It's for you. The St. Louis Bread Company is known as the St. Louis Bread Company in St. Louis, where the brand got its rise that's a little joke but in most other places you fill up on free sourdough samples at a place called this which means bread basket in spanish ooh is it panera it is panera that's I right i love
6: panera oh I'm sure i'm a panera fan
2: <laughs> i I'm trying to think. They because they also do the bread bowl for the soup, right? Can't resist yeah. a bread bowl. Oh, Love that's the best bowl. part. I wish they did it for spoons and knives too. Just mm, make bread it all <laughs> bread spoon, <laughs> bread. Uh, you both did fantastic. Well done. We're playing games with Martin Courtney and Alex Bleeker from the band Real Estate. Are you ready for another game?
7: Yes. Yes.
2: All right. So this is exciting because you both told us that you are into music from the 90s. So Jonathan Colton will sing you the clues in this game called Other 90s.
1: Yes, we took songs from the 1990s and rewrote them to be about things from the 90s. But the twist is those things could be from the 90s of any century, 1890s, 1790s. 1690s. I won't list all of them. You understand. <laughs> so to earn the point, all you have to do is tell me the 90s thing that I'm singing about, the song I'm parodying, or the artist who made it famous. And there's a, a bonus point if you also want to guess the century that the thing is from. Okay. So this first one is for you, Alex.
5: I spin this to see what's near. The map's not flat. Because it's a speed. equator goes round its curve. It sure is blue on this many earth.
6: Okay, let me see how many I can do here. Harvey Danger yeah. Paranoid. Uh oh Martin's shaking his head. Uh, That's uh, Harvey Danger. Is I mean, I know I'm not sick, but I'm not well.
1: Yeah, you know the song. So, okay, so it is Harvey Danger, but it is it's not Danger. Paranoid. Flagpole Sitta is the name of the I song. would
6: never have known the name of that song in my entire right? yeah. life. I always thought it was Paranoid. Okay. So that 1492 Columbus sailed the ocean blue? Is that, is that what we're singing about here? It's a good...
1: I mean, that's a, oh, a, that's a fine mean, guess. You're actually putting a lot of things together. I'm just talking about a spherical map is called a... It's called a globe. A globe. That is yeah. correct. We, we actually don't know for sure when the first globe was created, but the oldest globe still in existence, in what 90s was that globe created? In the 1490s? Yeah, 1490s. Yes! (laughs) All right, Martin, here's one for you.
5: And all the mountains in the state are greeny. That snowboarder, she wears a tie-dye beanie I love maple syrup And that Ben and Jerry's makes me want to kiss a cow
7: well, that's Wonderwall by Oasis. That is correct. Um,
1: and, w- and what is the thing that I am singing about? Vermont? The state Vermont, of Vermont? The state of Vermont. That's right. <laughs> correct. And for um, a bonus point, in what 90s did Vermont join the union? Okay. Well, that's 1790s, I'd have to, I'd have to guess. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. 1790s. 1791, in fact. Got it. <laughs> I I uh
6: I went to school in Vermont. Oh yeah, and uh, we're from New Jersey originally, as we probably mentioned earlier. And they have a little slogan up there that says "Don't Jersey Vermont," which is yes. oh, <laughs> aka geez. like, I don't know, don't pave it over or something.
1: Unbelievable. <laughs> don't ruin it is what yeah.
6: they mean. Wow. I always took uh, yeah that was that was a harsh one for me.
1: Wow. <laughs> All right, Alex, here's one for you. The name of this next song is a swear word, so you will have to figure out an NPR-friendly way to say the answer.
5: Okay. Legs of frog, flash the dolphin, squirrel pig. Spot the dog and I collected the whole crew. A bell at Stuffing Zoo, gonna sell my whole stash. These things are worth that cash. Now I'm gonna make a fortune on
6: eBay. Okay, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a B word. <laughs> it is the B word, go. that is correct. I actually I forget who sings that song, though, but a great song. It is a great song. It's yeah. by uh, Meredith Brooks. Thank you, Meredith, wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, were you singing about Beanie Babies? I
1: was singing about right. Beanie Babies. That's correct. Uh, this the, is probably going to be an easy uh, bonus point for you. But what uh, what 90s are the Beanie Babies from? 1390s. 1390s
2: <laughs> yeah, that's is correct. Right. Yeah. That's why those collections are so valuable. Yeah. It's worth a lot of money.
7: <laughs> it's funny cuz that that brand tie like they still make yes. things, you know, and they they make like I have three kids and like every once in a while, you know, someone will give them a doll with the heart tag on it and it's like Yes you still like it's like weirdly ingrained in me from being a kid in the 90s that like you can't take that tag off like (laughs) (laughs) like, and then it's like so cathartic (laughs) to actually just take it off you're like just take the tag off (laughs) like right alright last one is for you Martin cause
5: I am hardly moving and this is pretty sweet standing on a staircase don't have to move my feet you might think I'm lazy. I should use the stairs, but since I'm
7: really out of shape, so out of shape, my answer is, who cares? All right, that was like my—I loved that song. Me uh, too. It was such a good song. Um, that's D- Duncan Sheik. That's right. Right, but I—I I guess it. I'm guessing that it's called, like, I'm barely breathing. Is that barely breathing? That's what it's called. Breathing, okay, what it's barely called. Breathing. Exactly. And you're singing about an escalator?
1: That is correct, yeah. <laughs> you got all three. That's yep. right. Uh, okay, bonus great. point is coming your way. When was the first earliest working escalator patented?
7: Maybe 1890s? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. 1890s, 1892, that's right. Okay, great.
1: And it was actually introduced to the public in 1896 as a ride at Coney Island.
2: As uh, a wow, ride. Wee. <laughs> uh, fantastic. All the points. More points. So, great job. Clean sweep. (laughs) Real Estate's latest EP is called Half a Human. Martin, Courtney, Alex Bleeker, thank you so much for joining us.
7: Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys.
2: After the break from Will and Grace, it's Sean Hayes. He'll tell us what it was like to return to his character Jack in the revival of Will and Grace, and we'll play a word game about sweet treats and medical conditions. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
1: Bill Curtis here. I love to laugh, it's my favorite. That's why I'll be watching the Wait, Wait Comedy Club this Tuesday, May 18th. Alonzo Bowden, Maeve Higgins, Karen Shee, and Adam Burke are joining my best friend and co-worker, Peter Segel, for an evening of LOLs. Please join us on a computer near you. Tickets are on sale now, so run, don't walk, to nprpresents.org to order.
2: Pro-Palestinian protests have popped up on college
4: campuses across the country.
2: Voices that resonate. <laughs> stories that change
4: the way you think about your life. How, how did we get here? The Embedded Podcast is NPR's home for original documentary series. Listen wherever you get
2: your podcasts.
1: This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
2: Thanks, Jonathan. Our special guest starred as Jack McFarlane in the sitcom Will & Grace. He co-hosts the weekly podcast Smartless with Will Arnett and Jason Bateman. And his new podcast, Hypochondriactor, explores medical mysteries. Sean Hayes, welcome to Ask Me Another. Hi,
0: you guys. Hello.
2: Hey, I noticed on your social media mm-hmm. that you got a, you have a dog, a I, newish dog. I do have a Ricky. newish
0: dog. He's not quite a year um, uh-huh. I, we got him he's a golden doodle and uh, which is um golden retriever and poodle for those listening that didn't know <laughs> um, yeah. and uh, and so I thought he was gonna be like um you know maybe 20 pounds if that 75 pounds not unfrowing <laughs> oh. he's he's a horse if you literally put a saddle on him you could ride him down the 101. <laughs> uh, it's unbelievable he's gigantic his head is like the size of a fruit bowl i don't know it's just insane (laughs)
2: did did people do that thing when uh he was just 25 pounds that they would you know i feel like people look at the dog's paws and they're like oh you
0: don't know what's coming yeah i I, yeah i'm like yeah thanks i got it but yeah yeah everybody did that the vet's like oh he's got looks yeah he's got a long way to go Uh, yeah Oh boy. Yeah, I it was it was fine. I mean, we still love him and big big dogs are great. I just didn't know he was gonna be that big. But right. you know what? You get what you get, and um this that's why I don't have children.
2: <laughs> Does Ricky do any tricks? Are you those kinds of dog parents? I mean,
0: we we're, we're lucky if we can get him to become when he's called. He's just <laughs> gives us the bird, the finger, and he's like, Oh, really? What are you gonna make, make me? And and uh, but he literally will eat. Anything. we call his mouth the chamber of secrets because <laughs> you could you could open it at any time during the day and fish out anything you're missing. He I have a mouth guard because I grind my teeth. Yeah. Uh, ate it. Like this is oh. two days, two days ago. Two days oh, ago. Like, where's my mouth guard? He chewed it and then ate it. His teeth look great though.
2: <laughs> exactly. He's not straight.
0: grinding. Yeah, perfectly shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy.
2: So uh I wanna talk a little bit about your life like before you moved to LA. Yeah. Way back, uh you were a musical director at a Dinner theater in Illinois? Is that, that is right? That's correct. What did that entail? And what yeah. was the dinner theater? What kind of stuff?
0: Oh, oh I'm going to launch into it right now.
2: So okay, great. Sitting
0: down. So I studied piano when I was a kid. I started lessons at five years old. It was my major in college. And when I got out, I thought I was going to compose music and be a conductor and all those kinds of things and play piano and tour and whatever. And then when I got out of uh, college, my one of my best friends, if not my best friend, her aunt... Diana Martinez, I could say that name. She was the director at the Pheasant Run Dinner Theater, and they were looking for a musical director. And um, this is wild. So Pheasant Run Dinner Theater was up and running. They had everybody there. They had a musical director. I was sitting at home, which is probably like a half hour away from the theater. And the phone rings, and it's Diana. She's like, it's intermission right now. Intermission is only 15 minutes. If I hold intermission 10 extra minutes, can you get here? And I was like, why? <laughs> what are you talking about? And she says, the piano player slash music director has 10 and 90, She can't even push down on one key like oh, it, it was. she could barely get through the first act. And I was like, wait, what are you talking about? And she's like, just can you get here and play the second act? OK, so I got there. And if you're familiar with musical theater uh, back in the day, they Tams Whitmark was the publisher that would publish the music. And it was these massive, tall comedy size books. And, you know, it took you to reach real high to turn the page. It was just massive. (laughs) And so uh, I had no time. I sight read the second act in front of everybody. And if anybody knows anything about music, there was songs with like five flats in them, like G flat major. And it was I'm missing every other note. It was unbelievable but i'm young so i just thought it's like whatever you feel invincible it. yeah why not
1: that that is insane that is absolutely it's insane. insane it's such a small <laughs> number of people in the world who actually have the ability to do that i mean like you know i could sit down and try right i could do my best but it yeah. would be, i would never try because there's no possibility that i could do that's amazing all and it's thing. not
2: only just music. You, It's a theatrical production is depending on yeah, your Yeah, it's a live
0: show happening. Also. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and, the, and the band, and like, it was crazy. I couldn't, <laughs> and then, <laughs> I think I was 22 years old. And then, in be, so then that show ended, and it was a two-show day. So in between shows, I had an hour and a half to then go up and practice the whole thing. <laughs> and I grew, I grew up a little bit that day <laughs> because one of the actors, and I won't say who it is, Knocked on the door where I was in the practice room, and she's like, "Um, can we go over my stuff?" Oh. And I looked at her, and I was literally—if I had a knife, I would stab her. I said, "I have an entire show to learn in one hour," and I was like, "Oh my god, who is that guy?" You know what I mean? I've never talked to anybody that way. <laughs> No. And she
2: said, okay. And all of it's a sudden, like, oh you understood what authority can do for you, yeah. right? Yeah. No, well,
0: I knew, I knew it's standing up for yourself because, you know, it was like, I had no choice but to talk for to it. I was just, I was pan. Yeah. I was Of course. Pan. I was like, oh my God. Anyway, that's that story.
2: But they gave you the gig. I mean, it was obviously, uh, you know, they, uh, they did have, maybe I don't know if they had a lot of choices, but you went in there, you filled in, you did well and enough I, that they were like, come on back.
0: Yeah. And I stayed. And I was like, oh, this is kind of what I wanted you to do anyway. So there I was in the pit for in this small dinner theater orchestra pit. And um, I, w- I would do all the shows, the Music Man and uh, West Side Story and Avida and uh, Oklahoma and all those standards. And um, but if you're anybody knows in the anybody who's been in an orchestra pit knows it's like watching the same movie every single night over and over and over and over again. And you can't goof around. You can't talk. You can't do anything because you're stuck down there. But when you're backstage, you can do, you know, you come on, you do your thing, and you get off and you laugh and you do all those <laughs> antics, those theater antics that are so funny. And I was like, I think I'd rather be up there. And that's when the switch started to happen and ah. I started taking it more seriously and would go on auditions downtown Chicago for commercials and movies and TV shows and stuff like that.
2: So um I know you, of course, as Jack McFarlane on the NBC sitcom Will and Grace that Started in 1998. And
0: it's still going.
2: Ended yeah. in 2006. Yeah. Rebooted in 2017. That's correct, yes. In the time in between the show ending and then the reboot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you decide, I mean, did you change how you wanted to portray Jack? I mean, uh, there was a while when you didn't know, obviously. Yeah. But then you're it's going int- back.
0: It's interesting, you know playing a character like that is a lot of work. <laughs> but yeah. I I don't want to diminish like there's also frontline workers. That, come on, Sean. You know, <laughs> they work a little harder, of course. But, but but to get as an actor, to get into I was off for so long playing that character when we did the table read of the first episode of the reboot, I was like, "Oh, boy, your body feels it. You're like, oh, this is, I forgot how much work this is. So um, it was hard to get the energy and find the energy because it had been so long. I was like, I, I don't remember what this is like. And then slowly it came back and you're like, okay. And then you build endurance again and you're fine.
2: Right, because Jack is, I mean, I would say not subtle. It's yeah. is not a this subtle is, performance,
0: that, right? That, this is, is... that is correct.
2: <laughs> uh, and you have a new podcast yes. called The hypochondri actor.
0: Right, right. Uh,
2: You host the show with internist and comedian Dr. Priyanka Wally. And then in each episode, you bring on a guest and you guys talk about mysterious or interesting medical stories. Yes, yes. uh, And quiz each other on medical history. And you start the episodes with your own medical.
0: That's correct.
2: Story. That's right. Uh, So first of all, Do you have enough medical ailments to sustain many seasons?
0: Listen and find out because you know what? (laughs) I do. And it's really sad. Um, No, we mix and match with those. And my favorite part of like talk shows is when people from all walks of life come on and share a medical issue that they've had because it connects us, right? And it's like my dream come true. I get free medical advice.
2: All right. Are you ready to play some games? With us, Sean? Yes, yes. So, we decided to combine your loves of musical theater and medical issues. Oh, oh no. In a game called Musical Injuries.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh.
2: <laughs> so, we're going to describe an injury suffered by a character in a Broadway musical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <on board. laughs> and I'm bored. And you could tell us what the musical is. Okay. Okay. And go. we're here for you. We're here for you. Okay. Good. Okay. It's already let's fun. Day. Let's start with an easy one. Charles Lee is wounded, but not fatally, in the first of this show's three duels.
0: Oh, Hamilton.
2: Yes.
0: You know what? Can I tell you something? Yeah. I love that music. Can't tell you anything the show's about. (laughs) I I, I feel like I'm the only one on the planet that was like, what's going on? I don't understand. There's three girls who like that guy, but then he's, wait, what? I didn't understand any of it.
1: All right, here's another one for you. The evil stepmother cuts off parts of her daughter's feet in an attempt to fit them into a slipper.
0: Yeah, is that Into the Woods? Is that... It is Into yes. the
1: Woods, yeah. that's correct. Yes. yes.
2: That's
0: right,
1: yes. Back to the original uh, aptly named Grimm uh, yes. version of the Fairy Tales.
0: Right. I, I, saw, I saw not a great version of Into the Woods, which I love that show so much, yeah. um, a long time ago, and... Uh, you know, the 10 freeway here. I got in my car and I said, yeah, I go into the car and off we go down. And <laughs> don't drive too slow. <laughs> <laughs> the melody from... Into the once,
1: once that opening number gets into your head, it's hard to
0: get it yeah, out. Yeah, it is.
2: All right. In this this infamous show led to a bunch of actual injuries among its cast. But Act One ends with an out-of-control science experiment that turns Norman Osborn into the Green Goblin.
0: That was Spider-Man? Yeah.
2: Yes! Spider-Man, turn off the dark.
0: So I saw the first preview of that show. And? It stopped five, six times before the... (laughs) before the first act was over. Wow. And it was about, the first act was about two and a half, three hours long because it kept stopping. (gasps) And we had to leave. I had to leave because it was crazy. It was insane. Wow.
2: All right, this is your last clue. Yeah. The black knight gets his arm chopped off and another arm and both legs. And yet still- uh, somehow survives. Yes. Yes. I love that show. Oh, so good.
0: I mean, I love Monty Python. I love Monty Python on ground. One of my influences is great. I love them.
2: All right, Sean, we have a another medical themed game for you. We really we were very thankful to have a reason <laughs> to do these. Okay. And I know you love puns. Yeah. Love, who doesn't? Yeah. Okay. So this word game is called Diagnosis Dessert.
0: Oh, I love it already. Okay.
2: So every answer is a sweet treat. Combined with a minor medical condition. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, okay.
1: For example, if I said, when I eat one of these small yellow citrus candies, I wince so hard I get tension pain in the brain, you would answer, lemon headache. Okay, got it. All, All right. right,
2: here we go. This pill shaped mint won't help you with your pimples, but it will make your breath kissably fresh.
0: I'm thinking, tick tack. Yes. Thinking it's Tic Tac Acne. Tic tac me. Tic tac knee. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> That's Think? nice.
1: Okay. I don't want to eat that swirled spiced and cream cheese frosted pastry because I'm worried it'll go right to my big toe, creating a bony bump.
0: Oh, um I wanna say beside us. <laughs>
1: but... um, You you may know too much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, you might have the food item at uh, breakfast time.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking like cinnamon roll. I'm thinking like...
1: Uh, Not cinnamon roll, but cinnamon... Cinnabon. Cinnabunion! Cinnamon bunion, that is correct.
2: Uh, As soon as I read cinnamon bun, I smell it. You smell it. Uh, Isn't that amazing? Yeah. 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 Me too, me too. Anyways.
0: I like talking about it too because I I gained... (laughs) I'm not kidding. I gained over 20 pounds during COVID, right, over the year. And I just lost, like, 11 pounds. So even talking wow. about pastry, I'm like, oh, it would kill to have a cinnamon <laughs> like oh. <laughs> Love it.
2: Okay. The only thing harder than passing up on one of these tart, sugar-coated, chewy candies is passing one of these hard calcium deposits.
0: Um, Sugar-coated, chewy...
2: They're tart, sugar-coated, chewy yeah, candies. Sour
0: Patch Kid Stone.
2: Uh, yeah. Sour think... Patch
0: Kidney Stone.
2: That's it? Yeah. Yes. It. Right. Yeah. Adorable. <laughs> what adorable? As a matter of fact, I feel like I knew someone that, anyways, passed a kidney stone, and then they got to take the kidney stone home with them or something, or could look at it in a jar. Our... I have mine. Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> okay, here's another one. These Oval Pepperidge Farm Sandwich Cookies are delicate and a bit dry, just like your nasal membrane when the heat's cranked up in your apartment.
0: Milanos?
1: Milanos, Min- Milano's. Is the first part. And uh, what's, what's a thing that happens sometimes in the winter when your nasal membranes get dry and... Uh,
0: uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, um, a nosebleed, no, Mil- Milan nosebleed. <laughs> yeah, yes. Milan nosebleed. That's right. <laughs> oh my God. That's great. That's cool.
2: <laughs> Nothing's more American than this baked dessert, which I make using pink ladies. Pink lady is also my nickname when I get conjunctivitis or a sty or another one of these conditions.
0: Well, you kind of said pink eye already. Like you said pink ladies.
2: Yeah. Right. Okay. So the, so baked,
0: the American baked dessert is... Apple uh-huh. pie in the sky in apple,
1: your eye. Apple pie. Basically. Apple, that is correct. Apple, apple pie in the sky in your eye. It's a terrible <laughs> medical condition. Anyway, we were looking for apple pie infection.
2: <laughs> I eat an apple literally
0: almost every day.
2: Do you like a crisp apple? Which yeah,
0: crisp. Yeah, crisp mm. and sweet. Yeah. Okay. You guys are crisp and sweet, so thank you. you guys are like <laughs> the walking apple. Yeah.
2: Usually, I'm I'm told I'm sour and pasty, so I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: I get it. I get the same thing. Mealy, mealy, and flavorless. Do you guys keep candy in your house?
2: No, can't. No,
0: I don't. I can't. Children. Oh. oh, all right. Well, yeah, we don't want them to be happy.
1: Well, they. I mean, they devour it instantly.
0: Is the thing. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. <laughs>
2: But you know, this is what happens to me when I even have like you know a couple chocolate bars in the. I'll I'll put them in the fridge. I just I sit there like on the couch working email whatever, and I am not concentrating. My head is in the fridge, beside that chocolate bar. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Sean, thank you so much. Sean Hayes' new podcast, Hypochondriactor, is out now with new episodes weekly. Sean Hayes, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. you guys,
0: this is so fun. I love it. Thank it was you for a blast. having Thank you.
2: Me. Pleasure. That's our show. Ask me another's house musician is Jonathan Colton.
1: Hey, my name anagrams to thou jolt a cannon.
2: Our puzzles were written by our staff, along with Nick Garrison, Scott Ross, and Emily Winter, and senior writers Camilla Franklin and Karen Lurie, with additional material by Kara Weinberger. Ask Me Another is produced by Travis Larchuk, Nancy Seychow, James Barber, and Ramel Wood. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal, and our bosses' bosses are Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. Thanks to our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias.
1: Ophira Eisenberg.
2: And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. It's the end of the podcast, but it doesn't have to end here. Why not follow NPR Ask Me Another on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? And you can give us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. Next time on Ask Me Another, from the Netflix series special, we have Ryan O'Connell, plus actor Micah Stock and comedian best-selling play a game about Ohio, which happens to be their home state. And podcast hosts Kenise Mobley and Rohan Padier guess which came first, sliced bread or the electric toaster? So join me on NPR's Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions.
4: Okay, close your eyes for a second.